How you doing? Come on. So maybe the best place to start. How did, how did we get here right now? Mate, honestly, I don't even know. It's, it's, it's a weird one. I think we'd have to definitely date back to actually well, where, where we met. Well, yeah. Like, what, what was the platform that sort of facilitated all that? Well, I think at dinner last night, you told me that you connected with me on TikTok because you just wanted to play golf with someone pulled out. Well, like we're talking... Right? I mean, look, partly, partly. But you know how we spoke about determinism, right? That, like, <laughs> your future is somewhat mapped out and... Like all the different events that happen kind of lead you to a certain point, whether that's like the butterfly effect or whatever. And, you know, my friend literally called me in the morning and said, hey, I can't play golf this afternoon. I'm thinking, fuck, I want to go out and play. Like, I'm not going to not play. I'm not going to go and play, you know. Um, so it's true. You're just, you know, you just sort of use me to get around. Look, not, not using, but, but it turned out good for you. And both. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway. So I think, yeah, TikTok obviously facilitated that. And, you know, you've grown a lot since then. Yeah. Right. Well, I think, to be honest, I think you, you were someone I looked up to at the start. I mean, obviously, we're both pretty small fish, but mm. you were making some really cool vlogs at the time, still doing some of them. Trying to do Not more. as much as I should. <laughs> but um, I definitely was looking up to trying to copy that. Mm. So it was good to actually get someone to reach out to me and say, because at the time, I'm like, you know, this guy wants to meet out. Let's see. Mm. I can tell my girlfriend, I'm like, wow, look, look this guy even you know, messaged me from another state. Mm. But, you know, you know, as you grow, it, it comes, kind of gets a bit more normal, but... I think going back to your question, that's definitely how we got to here mm. because we just started bouncing ideas after we pretty much met. I think you just sort of clicked with someone. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, now fast forward a year, like the tables have turned, right? Like you were, I remember like we were chatting with voice note back and forth, like, hey, should I do this? Should I do that? Yeah. And now I feel like it's the complete opposite because you've, you know, I really respect what you've done. You've really committed the, yeah. the time and effort and energy into mm. to building that. And like, I feel like we can't go anywhere without someone going, oh, it's CK Golf, like <laughs> literally, like, I feel like, it, I feel like it's happened like several yeah. times, right? And I think that's a testament to, you know, yeah. the work and um, yeah, and where you're going. So maybe that's a good segue, where, where to next? Well, I mean, just to go back quickly, I mean, you know, as you said, you are what you make yourself to be. So, I mean, for anyone, if you just want to do something, like, not that I've made it in any way, but if you want to be a content creator, just just go do it and that's who you are. So I feel like if you kept going as well, which you are still, but anyone can, if you just concentrate on it, it's, it's pretty simple, I think. You just got to put your mind to it. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's that's like... what I've been, I've been, I've been pretty sick with it, to be honest. Like, it, um, but it is fun and um, I think where to next? Honestly, it's something that we've talked about. Good, good, this, mate. On this little content trip that we've had. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like something like that would be great. Definitely want to expand on YouTube and... I guess, I guess content and you know, golf is who you are. And I mean, it's not that I want to be famous or anything, but I do want people to know that I'm good at what I do and, and enjoy it at the same time. Yeah, and you know, ultimately make a living, right? Like who wouldn't well, want to travel playing, you know, the five best courses in Queensland and doing that in like every state and just making videos of it. Like what, well, what could be more fun? 100%. And I mean, I would love to work with, I mean, I'm already working with a couple of few small brands but I'd love to continue with that and find people that want to work with me, not just, you know, the casual sponsor, you know, here's a shirt and repost my thing, which is fine. And I understand the grind of these, these small businesses, but um, sort of like Rick Shields. Like, I don't know if you know much about Rick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sort of said, I never really want to work with people that are just there for the money and, and just, you know, reshare my stuff, try and get commission. I actually want to work with the person. So mm -hmm. 
I feel like that's another goal of mine to start working with some cool brands and, and the ones that I'm obviously talking to at the moment, which is really fun. Really yeah. helped me grow. Well, definitely. I feel like every second day you're getting a new email from a golf brand saying, hey, can we give you a t-shirt and we'll give you 3% commission. So like, what's your experience been like with all that? Because obviously you've got, you know, some pretty, yeah. you know, cool stuff like the, the shirt you're wearing right now, I think it's from one of the... Yeah, the so um, no, a guy called Aaron, he's the director of the Golf Society. Um, I think they're based in Sydney, essentially a massive distributor of, of uh, Lyle and Scott, um, RLX and Ralph Lauren, pretty much. And, you know, sort of really loved my content on, on TikTok. He sort of looked into the engagement of a lot of the Aussie guys. So mm. he did his research, which was pretty good. Didn't um, like me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I think your name popped up, but um, yeah, he sort of didn't what like me. What did he say about me? Hey, stopped posting a lot of your three-hole vlogs, mate. He only brought up me, to be honest, which was like, uh, good. Yeah. I don't know if he just wanted to. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, look, he, he's taken care of me with, with a few things. And I said to him, like, if you, if you want me to work, Hard, essentially promoting his stuff than to take care of me and he did so hopefully we continue that yeah um and i guess the other one is tacoma obviously you would know tacoma is sort of definitely shameless plug with the heart yeah no no well look i think it just looks so aesthetic it's a, it's a nice heart in, yeah in anywhere i wear it like i wore it out to dinner like, like crazy um but no they're really doing good things with their golf clubs mm. and like everyone's messaging me like my brother my cousins even just friends going who don't even play much going i've heard they're really forgiving they're so cheap like do a buy one like like 100%. Mm. So like, I'm not even there promoting it. It's just, yeah. actually they're doing a really good job of what they're doing. Well, I think it goes to show that like every industry can be disrupted, right? Like, because you have all these golf brands, Titleist, TaylorMade, oh, Callaway, 100%. Mizuno. You're spending at least three grand for a set of clubs, right? Which mm. to most people is like a lot of money. And so it's like, every industry has the opportunity for someone to come in and be like, okay, well, how could we make this more, you know, how can we give the same product for half the price, right? 100%. Yeah. And it seems like Tacoma has done that. Like I hit, hit a shot with one of your wedges, like, it's a really nice club. Looked a little different, but overall, like as long as it performs and you like it, then yeah, I think it's great that a company like that has come in and you know actually done something. Well, that's a the thing. They're actually making a big effort to mm. sort of disrupt disrupt the market. Mm. And um, it's and like golf as a whole is growing, so it's like the total addressable market is getting bigger, right, for a business. And so 100%. they understand there's going to be more and more people getting in. So it's like let's make it more affordable, help people get in the game because you know even nowadays where it's like. You know, if you wind the clock back 40, 50 years, golf was just purely like an elitist sport, right? For the mm. rich people. But even nowadays, like I was in Tasmania and I was at Kathmandu store buying a jacket because dumb me didn't even take a jumper to <laughs> freezing Tasmania. And anyway, I got one of the jumpers for golf. It was a really nice one. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, you play golf? Oh, like, you know, it's a rich person sport. And I was kind of like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I couldn't afford to play golf. And I'm just like, you know, obviously that's his limiting belief, but at the same time, it like, it still was someone's belief in 2023. Like I couldn't It's definitely a perception it. out there. But I think after COVID and even the last couple of years, post-COVID, so many more people just casually playing as well. Mm. Even just you know, actual rounds. You know, people just want to play at the range. Mm -hmm. But like, as I said, a lot of my, my cousins, friends, but that I've never heard from, just playing some rounds here and there and asking me for advice. And just going back to Tacoma, I think they're doing a really good job at actually pointing their you know, products at those customers. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I think a lot of the big brands aren't doing is like, no. I've not seen any brand tap into all these influencers, right? Like no. they could, they, well, they pretty much have like got so many of them on board early and all these big brands are going to be playing catch up trying to get these creators on it. Like it's just like any clothing brand, anyone that's doing any 100%. kind of e-commerce, micro influencers are like the future because you can just give them some product, get them to post yeah. as much as you want. They're not going to charge you a hundred thousand mm. dollars for a post yet, obviously. Mm. Well, well, that's the thing. And like, look, 
I mean, I don't know much about who's backing them and the money they've got and what profit margins they're making, but to kind of send around, like, I know that they've sent a lot of clubs to a lot of people, mm. which is good, but as you said, the micro-influencers, it must have been a bit of a, a budget that they set out for this. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the clubs are cheap. Obviously, the profit margins for them aren't as low, plus they're you know, giving out free clubs. So I really respect that. They're really trying to build a brand before becoming profitable. Yeah. Not that I understand know what they're doing, but... I still feel like it's really cool. And I mean, like for me, when I heard them want to give me a free set of clubs, I was like, this is unbelievable. Mm. You know, no one really does that. Yeah, you never exactly. hear Cobra or like, like I love Cobra, like don't get me wrong, but you know, you don't hear those big brands, you know, attending to the smaller market. I think, I think it's because the big brands are scared, right? Like yeah. I saw this example recently on TikTok talking about, I can't remember the exact car brand, but it was comparing it to Ford, right? TikTok is a very like user generated content platform. And all these companies are still trying to put TV ads onto TikTok, which just does not work. No. And so like what it seems like Tacoma was doing is they're tapping into that element of getting creators to just create the content with their clubs, make yeah. it as organic as possible, and obviously then yeah. plug it. Because you know people don't like to feel like they're being sold to. And when you see a direct yeah. advertisement, it's just going to be like, yeah. oh, I'm just trying to get, you know, these people are just trying to take my money. Yeah. Right. And I mean, like I met with um, one of the coordinators there, uh, Junus, his name is, and he pretty much, he was a, the first thing he said to me was like, I don't want you promoting us in, in you know, the way that you will lose any of your organic followers. Mm. And I love that. As soon as he said it to me, I was like, done. Like, we already match. And I can see the other, you know, um, Tacoma guys and girls, they're doing the same thing. No one ever just goes, hey, Tacoma Club, 70 bucks, you know. Mm-hmm. None, none of that. It's just play with the clubs, just be yourself. And as you said, that organic stuff, I think is working for them. Mm, definitely. Really well. And so. you didn't have to sell your soul. Definitely never sell my soul, but um, we get a couple more followers. Um, hopefully... Uh, <laughs> We can reorganize. <laughs> um, speaking of like, you know, followers and all this stuff, like what's your thoughts on all these like golf? Cause you know, I feel like when we started creating golf TikTok yeah. content, like mm, I feel like there was no topic. one else doing it. And now every second person, like, you know, even like these celebrities and influencers are trying to yeah. get into this market. Like give me your, what, what's your thoughts on that? Well, like well, we don't name names because it's a bit disrespectful, but there are definitely a lot of celebrities, footy players, um, you know, just making a lot of golf content and, and seems like they're creating like groups as well, mm. trying to combine powers, um, which is good. Like I love that. I love seeing it and it feels good to be one of the first to sort of just go, hey, I'm going to make a golf video. Obviously, you know, everything starts from copying someone. It has mm-hmm. to. Like me, I pretty much probably went on and saw something of you. I don't know how you started. Maybe you were just bored or... But That's a good question. I, maybe it's it'll, come, it'll come back to me but, but essentially I really do like it it's just promoting golf mm. um, but it does make me very competitive to make sure that you know you stay on top of these people and people still like your videos more than them mm-hmm. from being real mm-hmm. um, but welcome the competition and also the collaboration you know I've had so many people reach out obviously we started like that mm. um, and I've got a couple of things booked in with a couple of other micro influencers or, and, and honestly I can't wait mm. just to meet more people so yeah, no, it's but if um, a couple of these guys are watching and, and sort of know who we're talking about, you know, let's let's collab and be good. Yeah, I think I think collaboration and like healthy competition is good, right? Because you know, to be honest, I I kind of just I thrive on competition. Like if I'm yeah, just exactly. like I said to you last night, like if you said to me, hey, like if you don't create this content, all these people are going to start beating you. Then that that's enough fuel for me to actually do it. That's exactly right? right. But I just remembered actually how all my vlog stuff started. So. Hole 15 out at Palm Meadows, right? One day I was playing with my mate Damien who just got into golf, got pretty solid at golf pretty quick. And anyway, like he, I just wanted him to film a hole. I was like, oh, do you want to just film this hole for fun? 
Anyway, I step onto the tee, classic just snap hook straight, straight left in the trees, like snap. just dead, right? Then I said, yeah, just film the next one. Let's just film this one hole. And then I hit this another beautiful snap hook four iron, like out through the trees around onto the fairway. Hit this terrible wedge, like blocked it to like 20 feet right, caught a piece of the green. And then I hit this filthy part from like 25 feet, which like boxed it, walked it in. And then I just like turned it into a video and I just, I just talked over it literally. And my friend Josh Monk, who I've told you about, I remember he just texted me. I didn't even know he had TikTok. He's like, mate, that video is fucking hilarious. And I was like, really? Like, he's like, mate, like, you know, yeah. the walkie and all that stuff. And I was like, huh, there's something there. And then you just kind of figure out what people want, right? Like to even wind it further back, I, I had a TikTok account and I just posted a few shots from the range. And then it got like 12,000 views. I had no followers. And I was like, how is this humanly possible? Yeah. And obviously 12,000 is not a lot in hindsight, but it just kind of shows the potential that like, you know, you can just get on these it, platforms and then leverage it. Yeah. Right? It goes so much deeper, as you said than just, you know, seeing a TikTok and starting. Like, as you said, it goes back to a couple of videos we're making. And mm -hmm. I mean, for me, it was the same. Like, I remember always wanting to sort of go viral on Instagram mm -hmm. way before TikTok was around. Um, and I actually remember my first video was down at Anglesey. My god brothers are like, you know, cinema, what's the word? Cine, cinema guys or cinematography guys. Yeah, videographers, yeah. Vide videography. And, mate, that was just so good with the way they set up. We had like an iPhone 8 or something. Mm. But the way they did it, just like a sort of a, as you said, B-roll video. So I'll hit a shot and then you know, another shot of me behind and I post on TikTok, got 40K with no followers. Mm. And um, as you said, the power is, just, it's unreal. I think TikTok's done really well with the algorithm to get anyone involved. And that's why everyone's pretty much sucked in. Correct, man. I think it's great, but at the same time, I feel like people can get stuck in the trap of like, oh, I just want to go viral, right? Like obviously- Well, that's, like what, you, they, that's what it is, it's a drug to them. Correct, correct. Like. Even to us to an extent, like, you know, 100%. we talk about the views and all this stuff, which, you know, I'm pretty detached from it. But at the same time, you always, you know, want it to perform. But I think the key, like, you have a really good strategy with your content, right? I think mm. a lot of people just try to go viral, which is great to get, you know, a, a large follower number. Mm. But at the same time, you don't build any, like, loyalty. So it's like, I, I like the fact that you've got your strategy. I kind of have my own. I'm just, to be honest, like, less consistent. Yeah, yeah. But Maybe tell like a little more on your strategy. Like, what what is your strategy when it comes to like your content? Well, yeah, you're 100 right, and I mean, we've had this conversation around this trip, and even with my other good mate Babs, same thing. Who's trying to build his account? It's like, how do you sort of decipher the viral part of your content versus the loyal part of your content? And I guess it's simple. It's just breaking down over the week what you want to post, what percentage you want to post in terms of is this just going to be you know a purely viral chance that could either flop or sort of get your views. And I think for me, I try to post maybe one or two of those viral videos a week. Mm -hmm. Most of my content has been just pure, um, you know, loyalty engagement. You know, mm -hmm. people that actually want to see like a road to scratch or, you know, a golf vlog at a, a cool course. Yes, they might only get nine, 10, 15, 20,000 views depending on, you know, where it is. But a comment there, you always find all the followers come from those videos. Mm -hmm. And I think the viral videos you make are the ones that just get people onto your page mm -hmm. to see those videos and then follow you some more. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's sort of how you direct, direct people. And um, I guess if you really, really want to break it down, there's probably two or three or even four or five different categories of mm -hmm. videos you can make. Um, and I guess I made a lot of like stat videos, like filler videos, mm -hmm. um, I like to call it. Mm -hmm. And again, if you really understand the algorithm and what times to post, that, that can really help you just, you know, continue the algorithm, make sure the algorithm knows you're there. And not just that, like other people around you, knowing that I'm always posting. And it's a bit, it's a bit tough. Like it gets to your brain a bit. 
um, as you said, the algorithm is really good at keeping you on your toes. Mm-hmm. It's performance. You're mm-hmm. always worried about performance because if, if I, for example, if I get 2,000 views, right, you're always like, oh, two people, have people forgotten about me? Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is a bad way to think about it. It's, it's like a girlfriend or, mm-hmm. or a boyfriend, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but if you are making content, just starting out, um, I definitely feel like start with some loyalty-based videos, just what you really are, and maybe chuck in a couple little funny sort of viral things when you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I, I remember I remember the voice note that you sent me. Like, I, I can't obviously remember everything word for word, but you were like, you said something along the lines of like, you know, don't you think that just by posting this controversial stuff, you're not going to build that loyalty? And my, my attitude at that time, you know, it's funny to like reflect. I was like, nah, like who cares? Like it's just about doing that. But, you know, now in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, had I have thought like longer term and a bit bigger picture, I wouldn't have just posted like the, the stuff that, you know, was, you know, one of my things is like a bit of controversy, right? So like of course, yeah. I, I call them, you call them categories, I call them pillars, right? So like pillars of your content. So like yeah. I should have the vlogs, I have the comment replies, then I have like the, the controversial yeah, ones where, replies, on, yeah. where it's funny, man, like the videos for me that have gone the most viral have been the stupidest, quickest two minute videos ever but it's just like a bit of controversy. Like anything with sensationalism, mm. like gets views. So that's how like, you know, obviously like Andrew Tate and stuff went viral. Mm-hmm. And so I think for people who want to get more views, I would, I would try and add a bit of controversy in there for fun, but don't, like Chris said, go away from like building that loyalty with your audience because yeah. hundred percent. Well, that's where you earn everything really. Mm. And I think for a good period to get the 10K, which was the toughest part. And I think we all know that for a lot of things, mm. whatever it is. It was just a lot of three whole vlogs, me filming after playing competitions, voiceovers, editing, and it was really tough work. Like one three whole vlog took me 30 minutes to 40 minutes to film, edit, and it was only one piece of content. Whereas mm-hmm. people like yourself and other content creators, not getting away with it, but were posting short stuff and you know getting viral, going viral. It was tough for me because I was like, you know, trying to battle what should I do? But I think you just got to stick to what you sort of believe a mm-hmm. lot of the time. But I do feel like controversy as well you, you know you got to try to chuck that in because the people that get it will still like it mm-hmm. and as you said you can't what's it well, you can't please everyone mm-hmm. if you so, please so, everyone you please no one right like exactly. if you're trying to be like oh i'm a perfect person like you know you said the other day oh, i don't want to call anyone out but i would almost challenge you to do stuff like that obviously not you know being a dickhead but yeah, yeah like yeah. doing stuff within reason because it's you know 100%. that's that's what gets the attention like the clicks and i think like back to the strategy, like you don't want to just post the stuff that is going to get 10, 20 K views. You want to add stuff in that you think has the potential to go viral. Cause that's where you just reach a lot more people. Cause 1% of 1 million is a lot more than like 10% of a thousand. Right. Well, hundred percent. And it's also the feedback you get from a lot of people. Like I get DMS probably on the on daily, daily on, on CK off Insta, just saying, you know, you know, Chris, if you, if you do read this, like the content you make, I know it's tough and probably hard for you to make. So keep going. Mm. And I always reply to them saying, I really, really appreciate it. Like honestly, because it keeps me go- keeps me going. Because if you don't get that sort of feedback when you are putting a lot of effort in, mm-hmm. it's sort of tough to keep going. Yeah, it's, it's easy it's- just to make, you know, a, a video going, hey, how long you drive? 750 meters, and I have 400 beers after my round, and mm. you know, talk to the car chick and whatever. Like, well, it sounds like a pretty standard day for you, anyway. Well, yeah, it is, and um, don't get me wrong, I love those videos, so we'll be posting a couple soon, but um. It's, 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 it's good to know how people work and even for yourself like you love those comment replies mm-hmm. and I feel like you're really really good at talking and engaging those people in those mm-hmm. sort of videos which yeah. I sort of try to base myself on as well but I kind of know what to look for now in a comment like for mm-hmm. me it's like anything to do with putting but 
you know, back to what you were saying before about like, it, it definitely is a grind, man. And like, for me, the biggest thing has been like the consistency and like what, what's in it for me? Like, why am I doing this, right? Because obviously it's not like my primary focus, but at the same time I see the value in it. But like you said before, I've even had business DMs come from that. Like, you know, they haven't necessarily led to deals, but someone's like, hey man, I saw your golf TikTok. Um, I have this business. I'm looking at getting, you know, some media and PR stuff done. Like, you know, let's mm. chat, mm. right? And so I just look at it as, it, it's like a hobby for me. But at the same time, I had, a, I had a chat with this guy who, he's a pretty high level, you know, business guy, like friends with the, the founder of uh, HubSpot. Yeah, anyway. And he was saying like, he's like, yeah, man, like I, I look at life as like, my hobbies are stuff that like still help my business, right? Mm. He's like, my hobby is scrolling Twitter and just like reading threads and all this stuff. And he's consuming this information. Mm. So I, when he said that, because my biggest thing that I struggle with is guilt. Like I feel guilty that I'm like on the golf course, not spending time like working on the business and all this stuff. And so for me, it's like reframing it as like, oh, this is actually like fueling my that's business it. and like all that stuff. Well, yeah. And I think that's what I really, I mean, no homo, but like about, you know, you are your business, not just like you obviously run a, um, a media agency as well, but as like a lot of the things you do are just sort of side pieces. Mm. I think your main business is you. Mm. And I mean, if you love golf and that's what you want to do every day, then why wouldn't you make it a part of your overall I guess, strategy in life? Correct. It's like I, I can see where I want to be, and it's obviously like golf has been golf's been a huge part of my life for so long, mm. right? And like yeah. I always want it to be a big part, and so I guess yeah, the content stuff has just sort of been a part of that, and yeah, man, I'm excited to. Yeah, so I mean, what 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 would, what would your plans be moving forward for the for the golf content for those people that maybe are watching this? Um, as you know, you know, Lewis, you know, made a lot of whole vlog videos, and he was still controversial in those videos, which which I love. They sort of tapered off a little bit now, and you know, I'm sort of getting into you on that. Mm. What, yeah. What's what do you, you know? Tell tell your viewers. I mean, the plan for me, it's not concrete, but. I want to live like in multiple places throughout the year and I want to do a lot of golf trips, right? Mm. I want to just like take five days and go and play five really great courses and like, and document that. Like I was, someone put a post up on Twitter and like, if you got a hundred million dollars in your bank account tomorrow, what would you do? And I said, I would just get a videographer, get some good mates and we just go travel the world and create golf content, right? So I think that is like a telltale sign of what I want to do. And you know, one day I might even try and turn pro when I'm like 40 or something, like get back into golf and just play on the Oz tour. But for me, I always had goals like financial outside of golf because I know how hard it is to make. And I was, I was looking at it through a realist lens, right? It's like, okay, if I, if I go to try and play golf, I'm going to be having to spend like a hundred grand a year on my fees. Right? Yeah. And I don't want to live like, you know, completely broke while doing that. So I, I always had goals outside of that. And it was crazy how things sort of like came to fruition. Um, but yeah, like I want to have businesses just like making me money. I'm going to kind of be like, just like almost like a board for each of the companies where I'm just like, you know, mm. consulting them on like strategy and what to do. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, that's going to meetings, playing golf and, you know, just documenting it. And that's yeah. literally a life. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, if, if, let's say that was true and you know, you had this, you know, videographer there and people doing for you, wherever you were, I think naturally you'd get followers obviously because oh, your correct. content's so good. But even if you weren't good, good, for example, you weren't popping off. I still feel like it's just fun to mm. me to do. It's not actually all about it. Yeah, 100%. Um, but especially, you have to have other parts in your life sort of sorted. For exactly. me, obviously different, but for you, I feel like that's perfect. Yeah, no, like I'm, I'm excited and this conversation's got me, got me thinking, yeah. got, me, got me very excited. But um, yeah, man, maybe tell me, like to kind of wrap things up, like what would be like, you know, one piece of advice you'd give to someone who's just starting out, like trying to be a content creator? Yeah, again, it's, 
it's it's very tough. I mean, as I said, I started very organically, just purely sort of always wanted to be creative with myself. Um, and I guess if you are wanting to be content creative, you must have that characteristic already. Mm. So I feel like just be natural and just just post what you think is postable. But at the same time, every day always be consuming stuff via, as I said, Twitter you know, feeds or even just you know talking to other people, asking questions, and you're always adapting. So I think always just be natural, but always keep evolving. Mm. And like that's exactly what I've done through people like yourself and just watching videos and but always try and maintain who you really are in your videos, I think. Yeah, no, I think it's great advice. So, um, again, it's, it's a tough, tough, tough question because it's something that I reckon I, I could consult or like, as, you know, we've been talking about consulting, but I reckon I could talk to someone about it for days mm. on how to do things. Mm. And for me, like, I mean, I've got so much to figure out. Everyone's mm. got so much to figure out. Yeah, but you have so much value Even, to provide at the same time. Like yeah. you you've been in it for so long and like you've actually built a really good skill set from that which you can obviously monetize in different ways which I'm sure we can dive into at another point um, but yeah man like I think I think it's great advice you want to stay true to yourself and yeah it just really just makes, makes shit happen no 100% man I'm, I'm keen and um, like even people like good good and I reckon I reckon they're always learning so mm. well, uh, we'll keep with it man thanks That's for it. your time thank you All right. Easy. see you in the next one <laughs>